Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show this week. Uh, we have a great interview for you today with Mia Evans and Misa Jones from the Eminem Live Radio Show. They share a lot of great uh, wisdom. Uh, and one of the biggest takeaways for me was just the idea that you don't always hear of people when they first get started. You hear them after they put in years and years and years of hard work and dedication and building and working on their craft as they're doing so. And so that's kind of one of the big takeaways for me today. But uh, but you know, I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Before we get into it, though, I do want to thank the patrons for the show, Aaron Simpkins, Jay Sandin, LT Smith. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, we have two official sponsors who are uh, Kosius Music. And uh, so you can make sure you go check him out. And he has a brand new song called PTN, Praise the Name. And, uh, and so here's a short clip about that. So I really wanted to make a song that had, you know, sort of this dope, you know, KB style influence, but with an important call to action at the end. There's this reality that's kind of underlying this whole song that I'm never really shy to talk about, and it's actually a big part of my philosophy. And this reality is that we're at war, we have spiritual war every day with Satan. And as Christians, it affects us all personally and individually. But at the end of the day, we can always rise in God's name and PTN, praise the name for that. My music is my ministry. Uh, I'm a vessel for God's word and for his prophecy, and I figured that if you're listening to the song you've kept up with me this far let me introduce you to the man who's produced it all god himself if you want to learn more about me you can go to kosciousmusic.com uh besides that thank you for listening hope you enjoy the music and the other sponsor for this episode is dre b uh he's got a new song called new flow you can check out all of that stuff over at solomonsporchpodcast.com uh, is where a lot of that stuff is posted up at so if you haven't checked that show out make sure you check that out as well uh, it's a show where we talk about theology and comic book stuff and Christian music, uh, more CHH, uh, Christian rock, Christian rap, uh, Christian metal, stuff like that. So anyway, without further ado, here is the interview with Misa and Mia from Eminem Live Radio. All righty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Uh it's a pleasure today to interview a couple of ladies who are also a part of the Trackstars Podcasting Network. Uh, probably two of the most professional sounding, uh, I don't know, indie radio show that I've ever heard. You can tell they put their work in their craft. They do what they do and they love it and they sound great at it. I have with me uh, Misa and Mia from the Eminem Live Radio Show. How y'all doing? Listen, we're What's good. What's up? Thank you for that intro. That was so nice. Yeah, yeah, y'all. I mean, the show, when I first heard it, I was like, whenever I first heard about y'all through Track Stars, and, you know, I always check out whoever's on their show. Um, and when I checked it out, I, I told my co host for Solomon's Porch Podcast, I was like, we really got to step this game up, man. <laughs> I was like, dang, gone. When, we were, when, we, uh, when they brought us on, when they asked us, honestly, to be on the network, one, we were so floored because, of course, like, you know, track stars being the pinnacle and honestly, like the gatekeepers in CHH and like media and all that when coming in. We felt like we had to step our game up. So it's interesting you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all kind of I mean, I, I I can't really think of any other radio show that I would say that has a better quality about it. Uh, not even just the personalities, but even the, the engineering behind it, you know, Briefly saw your engineer just a few seconds ago before we started. Uh, kudos to him because he does a great <laughs> job with what he does. Uh, so he probably needs to be interviewed as well. Uh, but yeah, so um, so I, I want to get people to know y'all a little bit more. Uh, you know, you have a master class that y'all have going on, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, plus the different segments on your radio show. But how is it that first of all, your sisters, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Same mom, same yeah. dad. Got. <laughs> So as sisters getting started in this, how did all that begin? Oh, man, Jason. OK, so I'm going to take you on a journey. So I was a senior in high school. Mia was junior, was a sophomore in high school. And it was just a regular Friday. You know, of course, we're ready to like, hop up in the car. You know, weekend is here. No homework. And on the ride home, we were listening to a traditional gospel song. And as we were listening to this traditional gospel song and growing up, you know, I grew up in, in, in teen ministry and going to church. 
that traditional gospel song that was playing on the radio at the time driving home, I was turned off. I literally wanted to just, you know, <laughs> turn plug up my aux, my aux cord to my phone and listen to all the songs that I downloaded that I like that I like to listen to and the in the that has the beat that we like to turn up to and you know just just jam to at parties and so on and so forth. And but a lot of times I've realized that with listening to, you know, certain songs that you download onto your phone and you plug into Oxcore, you can't really do that with mom and dad in the car because it's probably vulgar. It probably has different type of content that you have no business listening to. So, um, so we were listening to the traditional gospel song, Driving Home, and me and I had a conversation about it. And I was like, I think it'll be so dope if there was like a teeny young adult radio show geared towards our generation that we like to turn up to and like, you know, just, just vibe to like at the, at the proms and at the parties at the kickbacks and me just kind of like looked at me like I was crazy like bro it was just a it was just a, it was just an idea like I don't think that that's actually going to work out but the more we talked about having a teen and young adult radio show that was geared towards our generation the more we decided to move on it so the first thing we did is we wrote everything down Jason from the name of the show to the tagline to the things we want to give away to the special guests the whole nine yards it's so funny because uh, we've been doing Eminem Live Radio for I guess going on seven years now this year we had like this tablet like this old tablet we were like writing everything down on and when I tell you it was the most it was the most detailed list of, yes. from like the tagline, how that, uh, what kind of artist we would want, what kind of segment we would want. We wrote down absolutely everything, just because, like you know, what if the opportunity was to ever present itself, we wanted to be ready to you know go about executing. So uh, we were like, what should we do next? So then we told our mom, and our mom was like, listen, I think that's a great idea. Now I don't know anything about radio, but just keep the idea, keep working at it. We'll see what we can make happen. Like, so we just worked every day leading up to it. And like, you know, we, we were working, like, you know, some things weren't picking up as fast as we did. So like, you know, things kind of died down. It wasn't until you know, a, a year later, I think, someone approached my mom out of nowhere and was like, um, it was at our church. Uh, someone, came up, someone came up to her and said, hey, I know this radio station that's looking for some shows to go on the air. Do you happen to know anyone who's like, you know, looking to be on the radio, who wants to have a radio show? If you do, here's the card of the general mm -hmm. manager. Set up an, uh, uh, an appointment and they can see what they make happen. And it didn't hit my mom until she told Misa and I. We were like, that's our opportunity. Like, let, let, let's take that out. That's our opportunity to do Eminem Live Radio. So long story short, September 22nd of 2013 was our very first Eminem Live radio show. We've been doing it ever since. It'll be seven years this year. And, you know, things we, I'll, I'll definitely say we evolved over the years. Like at first mm -hmm. when we first started, like, we were like, you know, more gospel and things like that, you know, through some like, of course, you know, some hints of like people we knew who were um, who were doing great music. But then we grew into like, you know, following like, you know, the whole CHH community and things like that. And like, honestly, we've completely transformed into like, you know, that genre. And our, our main goal is just to like, you know, one is to provide an alternative source of positive music to like, you know, the masses. Cause of course, like, you know, Misa said, there's great songs out there, but like, you know, they're not always like, you know, as morally sound, or, like, you know, sometimes you don't want to play them out loud or like, you know, things like that. Um, but also at the same time, we also want to give artists, really dope artists, a platform to, yes. like, you know, showcase their music. Cause I'm gonna tell you, like I, you out of all people, I know, you know, there are so many talented artists in our space and like, you know, sometimes there's just a, a lack of, you know, exposure. So whatever we can do to expose them to another audience that may have never heard of them before, we feel really accomplished in doing that. Yeah. I, I know, you know, especially here in my local community, there's not any radio station at all that does any type of Christian music for, for younger Christians. Right. Uh, so, you know, internet radio is kind of the only way we get that as far as radio goes. Uh, so in, in like this day and time, how do you view radio as a source of new entertainment for younger people? Mm, that's a good question. That's Honestly, good question. I feel like I've, Misa and I, we've had this conversation so many times because we, when we first started, we were on AM radio mm -hmm. and then, you know, we, we left that station only because we just felt like we weren't growing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we just felt like, you know, our generation wasn't listening to radio as much. So then it wasn't until our engineer was like, unless some friends of ours were like, yo, y'all should really get into like podcasting, just like reformat it, like just reinvent what radio is. Mm -hmm. We were kind of like, oh, we don't know anything about podcasting. But it wasn't until later. We were just kind of like, we felt like we weren't growing in the space we were in. So we were like seeing, I used to see all my friends post about podcasts and all that. And I'm like, okay, maybe we could really do this. So when it comes to radio, I think it definitely played its like you know its part in like you know the music industry and things like that. 
However, I do think that our generation doesn't solely go there as much anymore, but I think they're going to different avenues. And I think with, I think, and I think podcasting is one of those avenues. I think it just takes like, you know, creatives like, you know, yourself and Misa and I and track stars and so many other platforms to reinvent what it sounds like, you know? So mm-hmm. like, we like, I like to call our show a radio podcast because like, you know, it's on a podcasting platform, but yet we also play music. You know what I'm saying? So I think things have definitely changed with our generation, but I think it's just like, you know, just evolving. Um, yeah, as the years go on, and it's even more interesting because um, down here in Atlanta, we're we're part of this. Um, it's kind of like a radio collective in a way, but it's it's very dated, and I love yeah, these yeah. people so much. So it's it's this group called the Gathering, and we meet quarterly, but it's all old radio heads. We're the youngest people in the room. <laughs> we're the youngest people in the room. And when I tell you, Jason, it's it's like people in their 70s, in their 80s, knocking on their 90s. Like, and it's like, yeah, it's crazy. And, and we meet quarterly and we talk about how we can keep radio alive. And it, it seemed like every single time we went to these meetings, they would say the same thing. Radio's a dying industry. Radio's dying. Radio's going out. We're going to be left with no jobs. And, and it's crazy because we would go to learn knowledge from them. Like, you know, the right. big wigs and mm-hmm. things like that. But they would come to us and ask us yeah. questions. So what? So what do you do with the podcasting? What's podcasting like? So it will be. It's crazy to see that, like you know, how both of us, even though we're in two totally different states, we're both pulling knowledge from yeah. the other person to grow. Yeah, but just like Mia said, I mean, we are our first love is radio. We started, like she said, in in 2013, and we did that for five years on that AM station. But we had to understand that. While I don't think that radio is dying, I feel like it's just reinventing itself. Mm-hmm. So we really had to get with the times and just make sure that we're preserving what was formerly known as radio, but is soon becoming podcasting. Right. I know one of the things about radio that I, you know, that I think we could really try to figure out a way to utilize. And it's hard to do when you're creating a show and then you send it to a radio station. You can't really do it as well. But I know... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that in terms of like live or whatever is live action, engaging or engaging <laughs> interaction and <laughs> engaging with people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like one of the things that, you know, like track stars does is they do like YouTube live while they're mm-hmm. recording the show. And then, you know, you can interact with people that way. Uh, are there any things that, that y'all have done to try to keep that aspect to it? Like maybe the, the liveness or interaction with people. Yeah, so every single week on Eminem Live Radio, for as long as we started from the very beginning, that's one thing that hasn't changed from um, us doing being from AM radio to podcasting was that every week we have a question. So it's like, we, whether it's like, you know, love and relationships, things going on in our culture today, like, you know, whatever it is, we we create a question and we post it to our social media. Like, you know, I think that's one thing that we've all, that's always been consistent. So we post that, we just want to get anyone's opinion on it. So like, we know we just get from people all over, like, you know, our, our audience from like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. and we just have them weigh in. And therefore, like, we read those responses on the show. Another way that we do is also our Dear Eminem letters, right. I would say. Right. So then we would have... Um, our faithful listeners that have any, you know, or looking for any advice, right into the show. We would uh, read the show live on the air for the first time. And then Mia and I would just go back and forth. We're just uh, offering our advice, the best advice that we could offer. But um, I would say that one thing that I would miss as far as interaction with our listeners and our followers were uh, we had this thing. It was called uh, Turn Up For Your Town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was a thing called Turn Up For Your Town. As you as you can tell, Turn Up is not even a phrase that we even use now anymore. So I guess it makes sense that we don't use it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean it, it was really dated, but what we would what we would have is we would um we would have our telephone for the radio station. We would like of course give them the the number to listen to the to the show and then they would call in and then just shout out their city, shout out who they are or who they wanted to shout out. And that's one thing that I do miss when it comes to radio is actually having that live phone right there tangible. But as far as um, what we do now, it's all been on social media based. Gotcha. And that's where, you know, mostly younger people, uh, I mean, they spend all their time there. Mm-hmm. So who, who would you say your core audience is? Is it still the, the young, the teenager or has it changed over time? I would say our first goal was like solely teens, but then I think because of course I'm 23, Mises is 25. I think also millennials drive to us as well. So I guess that makes sense. So usually we say our demographic is like, you know, that teen to young adult era. So maybe from like, you know, 18, just about to graduate, or maybe even like younger, because we have some younger um, audience members as well. But um, we also have people who are like, you know, 27 28 30 you know what I'm saying? So like, honestly, I really wouldn't, I would like to say that's our core, like, you know, that, that 
age range. However, at the same time, like my grandma loves listening to the show. So it's kind of like anyone who's just like young at heart and just like, you know, just loves it, hearing like, you know, uh, something very entertaining, like, you know, the youthful energy of it. You're always welcome to listen to Eminem right. Radio. So when you first started, you kind of had your, you know, I, I guess I would almost call it a vision board or kind of your outline of what you wanted, all, all of that stuff. Yeah. At this point in time, do you feel like, and, and this can be applicable to anybody doing any type of media, whether it's music or X, Y, Z, whenever you're, you're, you're moving forward in your craft or whatever you're doing and you have an initial kind of target audience and you start to notice that, well, these aren't the people that's listening to me. Do you, for y'all personally, you know, whether or not this has happened, but in y'all's opinion, is it your job at that point to figure out, okay, how do I cater to my current audience or how do I go back and reach the people that I thought I was supposed to reach? Mm, what I, do you think is the better option or the, no? I think for us, it was more so, I mean, cause I, at one point in time, it was like my mom and my mom's friends and then our church, <laughs> our older church members that were listening to try to support. And we didn't want to, you know, disregard that support. Cause I mean, like we really appreciated everybody sending out text messages, everybody sending out emails and, you know, just word of mouth, you know, uh, a promotion. But I think because we were so young, of course we wanted for our, our own, uh, peers to be able to listen to the show and want to be a part of uh, our, our viewership and our listenership. So I think for us, we did a lot of going back to the drawing board. We did a lot of trying to figure out um, what our generation is listening to so that we can provide an alternative source of music and so on and so forth. So um, I think for us, it was it was going back to the drawing board, allowing ourselves to submerge who we are in our generation, in our peers, tap into our own minds so that we can uh, better serve our community. Nice. And so at this point, is it, uh, do you still feel like a, a shift going or is it kind of at a steady place right now? You mean as far as like the audience? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're at, I think we've been really, really steady. Honestly, I think after like, you know, seeing the demographics and like, you know, just seeing the wide, the, the, the ranges of the audience, I would say that we've been very much so the same, but I, but I think the good thing when it, when it comes to us is the fact that like we're always checking, we're always seeing if like you know do we have more of a female audience than a male audience, mm -hmm. or like are younger people listening more, so we have to be more cautious of the things that we say, or do we have an older audience so we can kind of be mature in ourselves? So I think the good thing is that we're always always aware of like you know if there is a shift to happen when it comes to because when we when we first started out when we started to see that there was more of our peers and older like you know an older audience, we were kind of felt like you know we can be more, I want to say, we can, we, we can, we can create our content differently. Mm -hmm. So I, so I will say we're, we're very much so, much so aware of our audience and who's listening, who's not. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's talk about the actual, so you have two different uh, segments on the radio show that I, you know, seen recently. And uh, so one of them is the one minute inspiration. Mm -hmm. So what do y'all, how do y'all come up with that one minute inspiration? Okay, so it, there was this one show that we used to watch, and it was, I think it was called Preachers? Yeah, yeah, something like it that. It was called Preachers was or something like, a, like it that. It was like a test. Um, they were testing, like some mega pastors were testing their, uh, like a, a tester talk show in a way. It was like, like, like a pilot. Yeah, pilot. It, like it was their pilot season. I came across it and I have I, I fell in love with it instantly. Not because of the passions that were there. And I, I, I truly support those passions that were on that show. But they, they had this one segment. And it, I don't think they... I think it was like a minute or 90 seconds of inspiration. And of course with pastors, they, you know, they get really excited and, yeah. and people were on their feet and what they were saying, which is so good. It was kind of like a, a 90 second version of their sermon, but it was just so impactful. And I was just thinking to myself, I said, you know, Mia, I think because our show is, you know, airtight to a 60 minute format, I think if we were to, you know, be if, if we could provide inspiration instantly, because one thing that we love so much about Eminem Live Radio is that we're 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 so packed on inspiration and motivation and encouragement and positivity. But if somebody did not have the opportunity of listening to the entire one hour format or 60 minute format, if we only took out 60 seconds to sum up the show, 
what would that look like? So we called it One Minute Inspiration because it's called Eminem Live Radio, Misa and Mia. And right. we thought that that would be a great play on words, a great opportunity for us to kind of give them a 60-second compact inspirational tidbit that somebody could take with them. And we always say right before the inspiration that, you know, if you give us 60 minutes, we can do what we have to do as far as motivating and encouraging you. But give us 60 seconds yeah. to change the 20, your, your 24 hours, whether it was a bad 24 hours, whether you need to pick me up, allow us to change and shift your mindset for the day in the 60 seconds. So that's where more so came about when it comes to inspiration. I love inspirations because it's like, I, I think people get, I think the thing that one pe some people like about it is the fact that we can pack so much creativity in delivering inspiration in just a short amount of time. Honestly, sometimes I'll be like measles. Well, honestly, like when we do, when we record it, that's our, that's my first time hearing Misa's. That's Misa's first time hearing mine. Right. So like even our reactions to each other's are so real. So I, I think one minute inspirations are so special for so many reasons. And the fact that we can get that in such a short amount of time makes it, right. makes it really impactful. impactful yeah. It's almost like an elevator pitch for the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that's that. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. So, uh, so speaking of you know content and all that stuff, has, is it ever hard to come up with content for the next show? Honestly, Jason, it's not, and I'm I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I I thank God for that creativity. Yeah, I, I think maybe also because it's two of us. Cause maybe there be times where I'm where I'm thinking to myself, oh dang, we need a question. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Then Misa comes in, and is like, yo, have you seen this happen? This should be this week's question, or vice versa. So I think we both play. I think us both because there's two of us, we both have a say so in content. But it's always just been so easy. Um, I I know that I could say, and Mia can you know chime in and agree. But I've I've always been really good with naming segments. I don't know what it is, mm. but I've, I've always had this thing with names. So you know, I I came up with one minute inspiration. Um, I think we both collabed on half. Hashtag too many hashtags. Um, Eminem Live Radio was definitely something that kind of came across my mind. But Mia's really good with creating the actual content behind it. So I think, you know, it's just, you know, me adding God's given gift to me and Mia adding her God's given gift into the pot and just putting it in all of our ingredients. And it's just actually working. Yeah, I, I think it's when you have that that formula, the right formula, the right people uh, that just go together well, you can feel it in the whole show. And I think mm -hmm. that's one of the great things about, you know, you two. And it's not, you know, I don't know if being sisters has anything to do with it, but uh, just kind of hearing the way y'all interact on the show and it just, it flows really, really well, really well. So it's um, too many or hashtag too many hashtags. What's, mm -hmm. what's that about? Okay, so we've, this has been called so many things <laughs> over the course of when we first thought of it. Because we honestly thought of this idea. It was called something else um when before it was even called hashtag too many hashtags basically it came the idea from when social media of course was coming about and i remember always seeing people use so many hashtags like they would make their posts and it would be like hashtag goals hashtag fun hashtag smile hashtag something like, like it would be like there would be so many hashtags after it so, but also so misa and I, we came up with the idea because um our mentor at the time when we were starting eminem live radio he was like you guys need to have a segment where you talk about things going on in the world so you need to figure out what that segment name was going to be and you know what how exactly you're going to execute it and make it different from anybody else's so misa and i were talking we're like okay well i mean our generation you know twitter things like that we see things via hashtags mm -hmm. so how can we play that into like you know the segment then we start talking about like you know um people who use so many hashtags and like when they make posts or tweets or whatever so it's like it's low-key like a like a something like we're kind of making fun of people doing that but in a way it's a way of us you know giving things all things current all things trending through the use of hashtags so we you know it's easy for us to go find things uh, trending on social media using a hashtag but then like we always end it giving like all these different like crazy hashtags that have nothing to do well that, that have something to do with the um the original topic at hand so and it's crazy that so i always think that people get annoyed with it they're always like you know what would that be but anytime someone listens to the show people always i think it's probably our most liked segment people always love that you make a hashtag too many hashtag shirt i would so wear that and i'm like really but people tend to actually really like it that's really cool. but honestly i feel like the reason why we felt like people would get really annoyed with the whole hashtag too many hashtags thing was because i think out of all of our segments Hashtag too many hashtags had to have been the segment that we have reinvented so many times so many over and times. over. When I tell you the first hashtag that we did on the show, when we actually got the idea of doing the hashtag too many hashtags, it was like we were talking about maybe 
Jay-Z and Beyonce. And it was like, this hashtag is called hashtag Beyonce. We're talking about hashtag Jay-Z and we're talking about hashtag the Beehive. And it's really crazy because uh-huh. they had just released a hashtag <laughs> brand new song and, the bi- and, it, and it was like literally every other word was a hashtag and it got really distracting uh, to the point where we really couldn't effectively tell our viewers and our listeners the news or the trending topic. So we had the idea of putting the hashtag at the end of the story or whatever topic we were talking about at that point. So I, I hashtag too many hashtags is something that we hold near and dear to our heart, but it's definitely been one of our problem children. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been anything that you just kind of decided over the years? Okay. We need to just completely kick this part of the show. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like we have, I'm just trying to think of it because we've had so <laughs> many segment ideas and it's like they would stick around for like a little bit, but right. they wouldn't, they wouldn't last long. I'm trying to think of something. Um, I, I will definitely set the whole turn up for your town thing we used to do. Um, that we used to do something, I don't know if you remember this, but we did this like before we would go into the the question of the conversation for the week, we would find like a quote <laughs> or something like that. We would read the quote, we would call like Eminem quotes or something like that. And I remember there was also a certain time where um, like certain, I guess, award shows or things like that would happen. And we were like, okay, we should talk about the award shows. We can call them like the highs and lows of like, you know, whatever the oh, award show would happen. That. And that didn't stick long. So it's kind of like, well, once we see something that doesn't stick, like we just kind of like just knock it to the side. But while we'll say with all the current segments we've had, we've, we feel confident in them. We've gotten good feedback with them. So we're just going to stick with what sticks. Okay. Now it's interesting to hear Mia's because I think mine would be, even though we mentioned, uh, turn up for your town. In a way, I kind of was excited for us to let go of turn up for your town because for the longest, it was grandma calling in, my <laughs> my husband's <laughs> wife, my mom, and it, it or 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 some of the other like OGs in the industry. So it's like they would be on the phone forever, and it's like with 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 uh, the way turn up for your town works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call in and say. Hey, I'm Mia, and I'm turning up for Atlanta, Georgia. That's it. Jason, we will have our our, our cousin <laughs> call and be like, hey, cousin, it's Jamila from Philly. I love y'all. Y'all doing so. And we're like, all right, or, we got we to gotta keep it going. Or, or it'll be grandma, and she'll be like, hey, this is grandma. <laughs> I want to let you know what we're eating tonight. And it was just like, okay, well, these, these people don't really understand that yeah. we literally only have 60 minutes and every minute counts. So I don't have time to really go into who called you for your birthday, grandma. And then, and then even back then, it was it was even stressful because when we did AM radio, we did AM radio live. Right. Like it, like it was like no take backs, no go pre-recording. Like that whole hour was live. That was it. And like, you know, we were on a time format because it was another show coming in after us. We couldn't go over. You had to be done right on time. So that was also a stressful component when it came into uh, doing the show live or segments, I guess. Per yeah, but, but a majority of the segments that you hear on Eminem Live Radio are the ones that definitely stuck with us. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I know uh, like, you know, track stars like Sean... Because one of the things we had said, you know, to get more engagement, live engagement is having call-ins. And, mm-hmm. you know, he always felt like, I really want to stay away from that because you yeah. can't really. Because there's a couple of stations that they also broadcast to live. And there's just so much risk involved in that. It's harder to control. So do, do y'all prefer doing like, like, you know, post-production stuff to be able to air it more than live? Like, was it more exciting to do it live or what else feels behind that? Doing things live can be fun because like sometimes you, I know for sometimes like when Misa and I have a conversation, we want for it to be authentic, mm-hmm. like, you know, our reactions and all that. And sometimes like the best takes are the first takes. Um, but at the same time, I like post-production only because it gives you, we're perfectionists at heart. So therefore, like, you know, if like, you know, our engineer shaking his head because he gets so annoid when we you know, <laughs> little itty bitty things. But it's like, but it, it gives us opportunity to get out the best show possible. So say if like, you know, um, I don't know, Misa maybe slipped up on a word. She can go back, like he can like, you know, tighten something up. Like maybe but in an interview, there was like an awkward silence. So we can kind of like tighten that up a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. they definitely both have their perks, but I'm definitely saying that with us serving our time doing live radio, it's it, we're we're really getting like you know comfortable in the post production oh, side yeah. of everything. I agree. I agree. So you brought something up that I want to talk about. We talked about a little bit, you know, pre recording interviews. 
Uh, I've done interviews for obviously this show and then independent artist spotlight with, uh, you know, four track stars. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to interviews, what are some of the the ways that you prepare for actually uh, conducting an interview? Man, when I tell you Mia, Mia is a workhorse. She, I, I could tell that that interviews have definitely become one of her first loves because um, if you've ever heard an Eminem Live Radio interview with anybody that we have on the show, the intro is one of my most favorite part of the interview because Mia just brings out the stops on everything. Like she does all of her research and 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 honestly, I, she kind of exclusively takes the job of of creating a lot of the interviews. Of course, I chime in and, and you know contribute as I can, but Mia has definitely gotten to the point in which she loves doing the intros she loves to embellish she loves doing her research she loves listening to other interviews jason i don't know if you've ever seen this interview um it was a while ago it was one time when Nicki minaj she came on the breakfast club and it was a while ago because she doesn't do it anymore but um she came on and she was they were asking her certain questions about like you know she was like oh they're asking her questions about the album and she was like have you heard the album yet? And they were like, no. And like, how are you going to ask me questions? Like she was like going off saying how like, how are you going to have me on the show? But yet you haven't heard my album yet. How are you going to ask me about this? You haven't done, y'all need to do your research as media people. And after seeing that and then us going into it, I never wanted for anyone to feel like we didn't know what was going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what's going on in their life? What, like that. I wanted to make sure that we've heard the music, like, you know, certain things like that. So when it comes to doing interviews, I, I I'm I feel like a stalker at this point, honestly. I feel like she I, I I feel like the stalker, honestly, because honestly, I feel like I'm I'm going through so many things like their social media. I'm going through the recent things that they've they posted. I'm going through like you know the music and like you know who they like you know I I just want to be knowledgeable about knowledgeable about the interview and like you know the person of what they're been going through like you know from the music to behind the music to their personal life so they right. can have a quality interview and therefore things aren't surface you know what i'm saying like, i want to be able to dive deep and not just talk about you know things that like you know everyone's going to want to know about i want to talk about things that actually want to have substance to it right so when it comes to interviews i misa and i because we we both you know have a say so in the interviews and the questions i would say that we both make sure that like you know we're knowledgeable and, like, you know, we just want the interview to be great for listeners to listen to. I even want to shout out you really quick because um, a, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, we had Erin Knight on the show. Shout out to Erin. Yeah, yeah. And, um, of course, you know, she's not an artist or anything like that, but she has a lot going on. You know, she's a, she's a businesswoman at heart. And when we had her on the show, right before we had her on the show, we wanted to make sure that we did all of our research. And we we listened to the interview you conducted yeah. with her. And it was so <laughs> many gems. It was so good. It was so, so many gems in there. And I was like, Jason is the GOAT. Like, honestly, I really appreciate him even interviewing and just diving deep, not only into her business, but going deep into her life. So, I mean, uh, listening to other uh, other interviews and doing your research, that definitely plays a major part also. Yeah, that's been one of the things for me is I don't want to ask the same questions that everybody else has asked. Uh, so that's one of the tough things, you know, is listening to or trying to find interviews for a certain you know people. Uh, but honestly, a lot of the people that I interview haven't really been interviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some have, you know, you get like a Doc Watson or. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, I don't, you know, I don't interview artists like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess y'all have a little more uh, when you interview artists, you got a little more content to go back and listen to and work. Right. With. Uh, so has there, uh, has there been any interviews? You don't have to kind of, you know, share who it was with or whatever, but that just was so hard to do. And, uh, and what made it tough? Because as an interviewer, I know that some people are easier to interview than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Erin Knight, you know, she can carry her own in the interview. Right. You don't yeah. really have to pull anything <laughs> out, like, which I appreciate greatly. Uh-huh. But sometimes there's people that just don't want to give you anything. Uh, right. Do you have any suggestions for interviewers or interviewees who might be listening? Oh, I think if anything, interview... If you are the interviewee, I would say to just sit in a room with your closest family, closest friends, and just allow them to ask you anything and everything. And with that, you have to allow, or I think you should strive to make yourself answer the question completely, like in a way, and it's kind of hard to, to, to explain. It's like, 
in a way you would have them or in a way you would have to restate the question in your answer and give a complete thought from beginning to end and ask them to critique you. Because, I mean, they're, they're your personal, you know, your closest friends, they're your pe the people closest to you, and they're going to be honest with you. If anything, I could tell you that, you know, younger brothers, younger siblings, even if they're five years old, let them ask you questions because they're going to be blunt with you. We have yeah, a younger brother yeah. who's 18 years old, and he, he does not hesitate to tell us that sucked. It was not good <laughs> at all. But, I mean, with, with that, you have to take it like a grain of salt, and you have to allow the cr constructive criticism to be constructive to you. So, if anything, I would say if you're the interviewer, uh, allow your closest family members and friends to interview, or interview you. And if you're the interviewee, I would say to do your research and look up other interviewers and see how they ask questions and see how they flow into a different topic or see how they can control the conversation so that the interviewee isn't controlling the interview altogether. Yeah, I know one of the hard things for me is like, if I'm so involved in what you're actually telling me right now, like my mind has has gone away from me mm -hmm. uh, with the next question, because I'm so caught up in what you're saying right now. That can right. be tough for me sometimes. Do you do you like to script uh, certain questions ahead of time to kind of have an outline of the interview? Or do y'all just let it free flow, like, you know, free conversation? I think it's a mixture of both. You know, sometimes I, and sometimes it depends on the artists. Sometimes like recently, I know we had Wande on the show and like, you know, because we have uh, we've been around Wande for a little bit, she, we, we can kind of like, you know, flow and just kind of like have that natural conversation. But, you know, with some people, sometimes we do script things out only because like, you know, we want for the interview to be a certain amount of time because our show is a one hour format. So it kind of has to be tight. So we have to kind of make those key points and then move on. But it, it, it kind of depends on uh, the artist or whoever we're interviewing, whoever the special guest is at the time. Gotcha. And so do y'all do y'all's interview via like Skype or studio? How do y'all conduct those? We usually do them in our studio. So we usually have um, them call into our Eminem live radio line. We have a, um, a phone where they can call into. And like, you know, our engineer, I wish I could get into all the technical stuff. That's all our engineer. He knows all that <laughs> stuff. And um, he, we're able to just like, you know, hear them via our headphones and all that. And like, you know, he was able to record it and we just um, kind of just do it that way. That's pretty cool. I need, I need to have a conversation with him so he can help me out with my show. <laughs> when I tell you he's our go-to guy for everything, I mean, graphics, website, you know, uh, audio, chemo, he literally is a lifesaver. So uh, aside from your engineer, are there any other uh, integral parts to your show, uh, people that, that help you out? Yes. Shout out to Chris. She she is our, our manager, our executive producer, and she handles a lot of like the booking. Um, I know we have a lot of artist friends or just artists in general who want to send us music you go through her first um when it comes to booking us for speaking engagements and events you go through chris um like i mentioned chemo he's like our go-to guy he doesn't really have an official title because he literally just does that much he engineers the show he makes sure that we're you know he's our he's our valet driving us to the events and different things like that but um but that's what he does and of course me and i we come up with the content we produce the show um and executive produce. Um, I'm trying to think create. of create. Honestly, so it's really just the four of us. Honestly, just like yeah. you know, keeping keeping this well oiled. So, so let's talk about the uh, the, the master class a little bit. Um, you know, you're you're. This is what to help people start podcasting. Yes. Yes, that's that. That's exactly what it is. Over the course of um, the seven years that we've been doing Eminem Live Radio, or almost seven years in September, um, every single time we we go out and we speak to different people, or we come across people that have listened to the show, they always ask us, "How do I get started doing podcasts?" Well, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I don't know where to start. And I think I've always, or I, I can talk on the both of us. Um, we both, I've always wanted to just be resources to people. We've always wanted to pass on the torch. We always wanted, we didn't want to just hold all the wisdom to ourselves because I feel like podcasting is such creative space that I feel like a lot of people need to tap into. And especially if you want to, that, that I feel like that's something that you would, that a lot of people would enjoy doing is tapping into podcasts, whether it's you, you know, learning how to knit or teaching people about cats and dogs, or if you are an artist yourself, or even if you have something to speak about, everybody has a story and it's worth being told. And I feel like podcasting is the best platform to do so and the best industry to do so. So, um, so we've come across these people and we've realized that we've gotten a lot of people in our DMs and a lot of people that we've just come in contact with that were just like, I want to start a podcast. Can you mentor me? Can we go for lunch? Can we go get, get some coffee? Can we just meet up? Because I would love to just tap into your brains. So, of course, you know, me and I were just, you know, thinking at first we were like, there's a lot of people that 
that's interested in podcasts. And I feel like that's an amazing thing because we're in a way just now getting started into podcasts since we've left that AM station. And I feel like we're doing pretty well. So if we could offer something to people other than inspiration and motivation and positivity, the things that we already offer on M&M Live Radio, if we could give them something else tangible, offer knowledge, what would that look like? So our go-to guy, once again, shout out to Kimo. He was like, I think that it would be really cool if y'all offered some knowledge and wisdom about your highs and lows, your struggles and victories in podcasting. And I think a lot of people would come out. So, Jason, 2020 was the year to make that happen, my friend. <laughs> 2020 was the year. Like, we had it on our vision board. We had it on the schedule. We had dates. That we- was like the must do thing we had to do 2020 regardless of whatever the turnout was we were going to do that so then you know miss corona decided you know roll in and do what she did and whatnot and the thing is is another one of our goals kind of stemming away from the uh the 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 master class was that we wanted to put on our first event in 2020 we had talked about it for a long time but we wanted to put our first official event on by Eminem Live Radio in 2020. And the masterclass was going to be that first physical event. So we had everything down. We went to go look at different, you know, office spaces. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we had enough seating for people. And we had a lot of people. The moment we put the flyer out that we were going to actually have a podcasting masterclass in Atlanta, we had a lot of people reach out and was like, I want to register. I can't wait for it. I've been waiting for this for a really long time. Can I bring a friend? Can I bring a plus one? So on and so forth. And we were getting really, really excited. Our podcasting class was going to happen. I want to say March 27th. And that's exactly when everything took place with the coronavirus. We tried to like be like, okay, well, maybe y'all can still come and we'll just wear masks and gloves and we'll just lifestyle <laughs> everything down and just make sure everything, everybody is, you know, six feet apart, but it was just getting too out of control. And, um, we still want our very first class to be, um, physical, like with people actually in the room so that we can put these on, you know, more often throughout the year. And not only that, but go on tour with it and travel with the podcasting masterclass. Cause there's actually people in other States that would like for the podcasting masterclass to come there. But um, what we're looking at, because it seems like this this climate that we're in with the whole coronavirus and trying to figure out, you know, a cure for it, it's becoming our new normal. And we want to be able to, you know, stay with the times and be able to adapt to new situations and changes. Um, we're, we're starting to look into having a virtual podcasting masterclass. So we're just ironing out the details, trying to make sure that everything is good to go. And that should be coming very, very soon. Yeah, I mean, and this would be the time to start a podcast. Like, <laughs> this seems like the perfect time, you know, especially those who aren't able to go to work and who are kind right. of staying home and they have so many things on their mind. But then some people who have so many things on their mind probably shouldn't podcast because they might say some things they'd want to take back. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so, you know, obviously, uh, see, so y- y'all charge a fee for the class? We do. We do. Now, for okay. the now okay. we haven't, we, we're, we're trying to still iron out the details as far as what that virtual class would look like Mm -hmm. but at first the 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 early bird fee for the physical class was fifty dollars early bird registration and then as we got closer to the the actual date of the class actually happening it went up to 75 gotcha so that's one of the things that i think a lot of people uh i'm a part of some podcasting groups and things like that and you know some of the top questions are how do you monetize your podcast how do you monetize this that and the other do I have any recommendations, suggestions for people on how that's a thing? I mean, it's probably in the master class, but just maybe one thing. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say, say when it comes to monetizing, I think it's also a great way for you to find different ways for you to brand yourself in a way. So therefore, you're not solely relying on the podcast. So like, for example, I feel like when it comes to a podcast, you could get things like sponsorships and advertisements, which is great. But um, for some people, it's probably not that easy to be able to, like, you know, get those types of resources when it comes to that. So I know for Misa and I, in our case, it's like, you know, okay, we're personalities, but also we're inspirational. So that means we can also speak. And also with us having great energy and playing music, we can also host concerts and festivals. And also with us having knowledge in a podcast, we can also do a podcasting masterclass. It's kind of like you, you, you got to find, I, I think it's key if you find different ways for you to be able to, I guess, 
put yourself out to the masses. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, yeah. like, you know, you can not only are you a podcasting host, but yes, you host events, which therefore your people pay for you to come host their events. And then also when it comes to you speaking to this organization or this like, you know, this this youth ministry or like, you know, having people pay this fee to come to this podcasting masterclass that you're teaching. So I think it's also for you, like, you know, you to get as creative as possible when it comes to how you can make money off of the talents that you have. And not only that, just to piggyback a little bit more focusing on the podcast, uh, you can get really creative um, and have a, a family friend that has some type of product or service that they sell sponsor a segment. Use people you know. Yeah. That's also another key thing. People try to go out to like, you know, these big businesses and things like that, which is fine. But like, you know, sometimes it, it's going to be kind of hard to get that response because like you don't know anyone up there. Like, kind of like, OK, what can you do for me? So start with people, you know, like, you know, if, if someone has a small business or a, a T-shirt line or like whatever type of brand or whatever yeah, it may support. Be to support you, that, that that's where you can start the connections that you have to begin with. Yeah, I agree. That's essentially what uh, kind of how we started with Solomon's Porch. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a while, you know, people are willing to pay for sponsors and stuff like that. So uh, so that's good. I appreciate y'all sharing that. So <clears throat> uh, as of like right now, as far as the show goes, is there anything new that, that y'all are excited about? Are you going to kind of keep it where it's at? Are you branching out to more online radio or that's the question uh, I'm gonna kind of stay away or maneuver online radio mm-hmm. what are y'all's thoughts on online radio because I've I've had a lot of people like you know talking about online radio do y'all know anything enough about that to share with people because uh I mean I don't I don't participate in online radio mm-hmm. but I hear a lot about it have y'all had any experience with that we have um while we were at the AN station we were on a number of different online stations and um I feel like me personally, I can only speak on behalf of myself. I have a love-hate relationship with online radio. And I'm not sure whether it's because of that those particular platforms, but it just got really, really tricky. Like, you know, um, there was this one moment where we were in we were at the AM station and what we would do with our affiliates, because I, th- I want to say that at that time we had about five mm-hmm. other online station yeah. affiliates that were in different parts. Like we had one in California, we had one in Chicago, we had another one in, in Florida, Nashville. Nashville. So they were kind of like, you know, sprinkled all across the nation. Um, but we would send our show that we recorded live over to our affiliates. And because they had different times, we're in different time zones. Sometimes they would get it. Sometimes they would play it late. Sometimes they would play the wrong show. They would play the wrong they show. They wouldn't hear us at all, Ooh. and it would it it just got really frustrating, you know. And so we were kind of think to our minds like, okay, so so what are we working so hard for? Like, what is what is our relationship? Um, like, what what's the reason for our relationship? It's like you know, you're not gonna play the accurate show. So that's the only like you know the downside I would say when it comes to working with you know, uh, online radio, but like, you know, we have an online radio station we're on now called Art Soul Radio in Chicago, and we're very grateful for the relationship we have with them. They've been, you know, great working with us, and we're really happy that, you know, we haven't had to revisit, like, you know, those past things when it comes to them. But when it comes to online radio, I think I think if, if they generate an audience, it can be very beneficial. But I think that's one thing you have to just make sure. Just like, don't be afraid to ask, like, you know, what their listenership looks like. Because then you don't you don't want to give so much of yourself and then you're not seeing any, you know, results. So, like, you know, you're not yes. gaining anything from it. You want for the, 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 the relationship to be mutually beneficial. So um, our, it, it, I think it depends on the Internet station you're with. I think you also have to be willing to ask questions and even like do your research on that station that um if you're a podcaster that you're going to go with or i mean even when it comes to like listening i mean if you want to listen to an internet station that's fine i think because you know everything's going to the internet nowadays and things like that some of them have apps that you can even tune into their show to listen to your actual show um of of course everything is just so digitized and so instantaneous with things being online so it's, it's easily accessible you just have to do your research on these online stations but um all in all we got a love hate relationship with those. <laughs> well, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, there's uh, I mean, there's even some like actual terrestrial radio stations that have apps where you can listen to it live, right? And um, so you know, it's it's cool that at least we have that technology to where you can listen via apps or uh, online. I think the hardest thing for me is like sitting down at my computer to listen to a radio right. show. Yeah, that's you know, and so you know, for for the online radio stations out there, you know, make sure you have a way people can listen to it on the go. Yeah, because most people are. I mean, right now it might be a little bit different because quarantine and all that stuff. 
But uh, you know, make sure you can make your stuff as as easy to go uh, and not just stationary. But um, so you know, kind of just you know, real quick with some more personalized stuff. Uh, how do y'all handle any disagreements you might have being sisters in this? It's so funny, Jason, because thing. our family does not go for it. Like if 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 Mia and I are ever beefing with each other, in which we have had like you know our disagreements in the past by us naturally being sisters. I mean, siblings always you know fight every now and then. Um, my family, our family, does not stand for it. At like all. mom would get involved. Dad will get involved. <laughs> my husband will get involved. So now it's it's this whole entire family affair. Everybody has to get involved. But I feel like honestly, it's because they know how close we are. Mm-hmm. Me and I are two, 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 two and a half years apart or so. And um, because my family, my mom and our our dad, grew us up together. They know our energy. They know our camaraderie. They know our synergy, our vibe that we have between each other. Like for the longest, honestly, before I got married, me and I were still sharing a room. And I I got married when I was 23. So the fact that we had options of going to separate rooms when we moved into a house and we insisted on rooming together is really crazy. And it just really shows how close we truly are. But I feel like it's honestly the, the reason why our family gets so involved when we do have disputes is because they understand that. Um, we have, we have a purpose, you know, we have a calling and the show does not sound good if Mia and I are beefing. Like, honestly, like the one thing that we always, that people like, I think we've heard over the years is the fact that our synergy is so tight. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's a part of us being sisters. So when I tell you that if Misa and I are not agreeing or not on the same page, page, it will totally read on the show. And like, you know, we've always been told that. So whatever it is, we have to like, you know, squash it from jump because therefore, honestly, us, you're not going to get the full effect of Eminem if we're not on the same page. Right. And not only that, but we have to understand and remember that Eminem Live Radio is it's, it's a ministry to us also. We still want to make sure that we're, you know, we're, we're tapping into our first, our first love and something that we are passionate about, which is, you know, God and creating a relationship with him and, you know, spreading the gospel to people out there. We want to make sure that we're still doing what, why we started Eminem Live Radio in the first place. And like Mia said, it reads completely. Our energy, if it's, if it's foul, it's going gonna, it's gonna to push through all the airwaves. And we have a global listenership. And it's very important that we make sure that it's in tip-top shape. At the end of the day, God is being glorified. At the end of the day, we're making sure that we're putting our best foot forward. And we can't do it if we're on different playing fields. So what is... Uh... What is kind of the long term? Do I have like a long term view, like a big picture for Eminem or Eminem Enterprise Productions? Yeah, when it comes to okay, so when it comes to Eminem Live Radio, Eminem Live Radio is an entity of Eminem Enterprise Productions, and when it comes to Eminem Live Radio, our goal is to be the um, an alternative source, and honestly, one of the main sources of positive um, music. So honestly, we want for we want to be able to grow our listenership to as large as possible. So therefore, you know, we, we, we want for artists to also feel like, you know, we're doing them service, like, you know, with them coming on the show and like, you know, they, that their music, when it's heard, it, it's being pushed out to like, you know, so many people like, you know, that are being, uh, that are listening to Eminem live radio. But when it comes to like, you know, the full Eminem enterprise productions, we just want to be an alternative source of positive entertainment that I guess that plays a part of Eminem live radio being an entity of it. Misa and I, believe it or not, radio was not in the plans for Misa and I like that. Like we wanted, we're writers at heart. Like, you know, we, um, we screen plays, plays and, yeah. you know, things like that. And we also have a, a past of acting and we're, um, Misa was a video broadcasting major. So like, you know, we're experienced in front of the camera and behind the scenes. And like, you know, we've always had passions of like, you know, writing movies and writing, uh, TV shows and things like that. So we want to be able to tap into those elements as well. So we just want to be able to be, give all sources of entertainment from podcasting to radio to movies to film to TV to music books. videos even to books and things like that. So we just want to be able to use all the talents we're able to we were given, but all for a greater purpose that's bigger than us. So we honestly like take over all forms of of mass media, all forms of entertainment through any screen that you have. We we want to be able to be able to impact that in the most positive, influential way as possible. Yeah, I love that, especially when you were talking about, you know, having the the bigger platform to be able to push out other people's stuff and content and things like that. Uh, You know, one of my uh, one of my goals for this show was to 
same thing, have that platform where one where people could learn because I, I, I'm a, I'm a student on everything and at everything. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I love learning and growing. And so it, that, and I'm you know, very curious. I would have questions about, well, how does this work? How does that work? How do people create this type of business or that, you know, how did this, how does this function? And uh, especially for Christians, because, you know, in my mindset, it's, you know, grow the big, biggest platform so you can s- spread the, the greatest message ever. Mm-hmm. And then, let other people share it in their own unique ways. Uh, so I, I love that mindset. And, uh, you know, I've always told people, and I think anybody listening to this um, who is already listening to me knows I'm not a Christians need to tuck their tails and hide and wait for the end times or wait for Jesus to come back. I'm exactly. going to go out and, and do as much as you can while you're here and make the biggest impact. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, I, and I, f- I feel like that's, you know, that, that's what I'm feeling from you too is, is that mindset. And, um, and I pray that it does well and that, you know, from the radio show to whatever future production studio that y'all are going to have later on down the road, uh, you know, so it, who, who were some of y'all's, uh, we didn't really talk about this aspect of y'all, but obviously you're women. Who were some of your greatest women role models in kind of the business or media world? Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of hesitant to bring that because I, I mean, it's always awkward because I'm not gonna lie. As a white guy, for me to bring in race or, or gender stuff yeah. like that, I don't want people to feel awkward. Like, oh, why do you why are you asking me this specific question? But uh, but I feel like it's good to celebrate it too. No, so. of course, of course, by all means. Now in our in our um, we're we're based in Georgia, of course, because we're. 45 minutes south of the city limits of Atlanta. We always claim Atlanta because nobody knows where McDonough is. <laughs> but um, but the, 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 one of the, the major stations here is um, Radio One. And one of the female voices that run the city of Atlanta is Maria Moore. And we grew up listening to her. Um, I've always wanted to grow up to become Oprah. And she's always just been killing it. You know, um, definitely a, a media mogul. Um, but honestly, because there weren't a whole lot of female radio voices growing up, um, we, we didn't really have a whole lot of female inspiration. So, of yeah. course, we would have like, you know, I, I love Steve Harvey. I love listening to um, some more local radio voices that we grew up to love so much. Do you have any? Yeah, I was going to say um, I agree with me 100 percent. Growing up, we didn't have there weren't so many women in media. I definitely say as of now, um, not mainly much in a podcasting or radio space, but just like in the entertainment space. Like I just, I, I love Issa Rae only because like, you know, I love that she's like, you know, 100% herself and like, you know, started her her platform from like, you know, her YouTube series and then was able to grow it, like, you know, to be on HBO and things like that. And, but I agree with me 100% also like Steve Harvey. I love moguls. I, I've, I've always, we've always wanted to be moguls. So I look up to people like Diddy and things like that. Of course, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, you know, people who are even like, you know, knowledgeable in what they have and have just like, you know, great personalities and just thrive in greatness what they do. So people like Will Smith, Beyonce, things like that. Just like, I, I think I've, we find our inspiration from uh i think certain influencers in different spaces and of course like you know other uh local influencers um here in atlanta there was a show that was here uh it was like the ride with chub rock and Simon baby and we were able to meet them one time and it was just like you know such a a great it, it meant so much to us because we grew up listening to the like you know those voices so for them to be able to impact us in like you know uh an uh in the airwave space and a podcasting space and a radio space. It was very, it was really, really dope. So we definitely have a couple of people who we pull from for inspiration when it comes to radio entertainment or just as like, you know, greatness as a whole. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, so I want to kind of end this out, uh, almost the way you end the show, uh, 60 seconds of inspiration or inspiration. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, and because obviously this interview has been all over the place, uh, if you could just kind of give, you know, probably in each one of you, you know, give your each uh kind of the the greatest lesson you've learned or just the one thing you really hope people can get from this if they got nothing else oh we'll start with you all right thank you so much for putting me on the spot jason (laughs) i so appreciate that man (laughs) no but uh, i I feel like if i if i were to give a little tidbit of inspiration it would be to whatever you want to do start it today 
Start it right now. Tomorrow's not promised. You wasted yesterday. Today is the time. Right now is your opportunity to flourish, your opportunity to grow, your opportunity to learn, your opportunity to just fly, even if you will. And there's so many moments in which we think that, oh, well, maybe I'm going to fall. Maybe I'm going to fail. But maybe what if you fly? What if you succeed? A lot of people that we look up to on a daily basis or a lot of our our inspirations they started way back then. Their very start day did not look like success. Their star did not look like the mountaintop. Their, their, their first day did not look absolutely amazing. Everybody's going to start, they're going to fail. But the thing is, is they tried again and they tried again and they tried again. I like to always think about the earth. And you know, when you think of the earth rotating, in 24 hours, it literally stays in the same spot. But when you look at an Earth a year from now, it would have orbited the sun. You have to understand that you have to start right now. And even if you, if you don't have all the resources that you may have, start with what you have. When are you going to allow your excuses to not run your life? If all you have on your team is you, you be your best cheerleader, you be your best team member, and you be your best coach, and you run for the touchdown. You can do it, but start today. Awesome. I know yeah. you're not going to <laughs> I just want to be like retweet. Okay. Um, okay. So one, one thing, one key thing that I think I took away from, uh, I hope that someone gets from everything that Misa and I were saying, that anything that I've learned over the course of us doing Eminem Live Radio is, I, I hate saying this because I hear so many people say it, but it's so key is keep going. You got to keep going only because nothing pops overnight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are so many people who, like, you know, I'm excited for people to hear this interview because people just won't know that Misa and I just didn't start this, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago. We were on AM radio. I think another even uh, advice I would get is faithfully serve the season you're in. When I tell you that when we were going to that AM station, it, it, it was nothing. It was nothing like what we want it to be. But you know what I'm saying? But those five years prepared Misa and I to be in the position we're in now. We're like when people said that we're, 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 we're polished and we had, they give us those compliments. We were grown into that season. You know what I'm saying? Therefore, we kept growing, kept leaving church early every single Sunday. We're, we're there for an, our over two hours to be able to put into a show where we felt like nobody was listening to, where we couldn't get all the interviews, where they felt like we didn't have enough listenership to get this artist. But therefore, we have grown into the individuals and to have the show that we have today. So you got to keep going and remaining consistent in what you do. Sooner or later, things are going to pop off. People, if they're more consistent, you set, you you stay. People are going to see the hard work you put in and then the potential and the, the, the passion and the craft that you have. So keep that passion alive and just and, and, and keep moving in the vision that you have forwards to keep your eyes on the prize. And sooner or later, the masses will gonna, are going to know. They don't know, but they will know if you yes. keep the consistency. That's good. Right. That's good. Amen. Well, ladies, I appreciate y'all being on the show. Uh, what are some ways people can, can find the show or connect with y'all? Yes, yes, yes. So you can follow us uh, at MM Live Radio on Instagram and Twitter at MM Live Radio. And on Facebook, if you also still have it, at MM Live Radio. We also have our website. If you want to submit any music, get a chance to know MM Live Radio a little bit more, or even see some old inspirations, you can also check us out at uh, www.misaandmia.com. And that's M E E S A A N D M E eah.com you can listen to eminem live radio every single week on all podcasting platforms that's itunes google play music iHeartRadio, spotify also track stars via their website or their app or um on artsoradio.com which is an internet uh, station all the way up in chicago awesome well looking forward to seeing what comes in the uh in the future for for y'all i hope that this is a relationship that can continue to build uh, and you know, just just glad to see some some ladies out there really killing it in the game with with excellent quality. Thank you so much, so, Jason. You. We really appreciate you. Everybody, make sure you go follow, and uh, and yeah, we'll be back with another interview soon. Alrighty, that was the interview with Misa and Mia from Eminem Live Radio. I am so grateful that they took the time to do this interview, and uh, and hopefully within this you know this downtime, if you're interested in podcasting, you will go and make sure you pay attention to what they have to offer in their podcasting class coming up. That way, you can get your started as well. It's so fun to do. And for those of you who are listening right now, uh, a lot of you do podcasts and a lot of you might be interested in doing that. So, uh, you know, taking the advice from them into doing that uh, will probably be a good starting point for you in your podcasting journey. 
And I also want to thank the uh, the supporters of the show week in and week out. Mr. Aaron Simpkins at TrueStrengthApparel.com, Jay Sannon, LT Smith, uh, the latter two being artists. And Aaron has his own podcast as well. And so just very grateful for them to support the show. And also the official sponsors for the show this week, Dre B and Koshis, uh, for them you know, investing into this show. So please make sure you go and check them out, check their music out. I'm going to have their links provided in the show description. Uh, because whenever you go and you support those who support the uh, the things that you enjoy and the things that you like, it lets them know it's valuable to you. And you know, obviously, that's how advertising works. So, uh, so I do encourage you to go check all those people out. And and yeah, so um, you know, we'll be back pretty soon with another interview. Hopefully, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, interviews are sometimes hard to do, sometimes hard to come by. You know, you can schedule an interview, then it fall through the cracks and. A lot of times the people that I interview are already so busy that scheduling one specific interview can be hard to do or, you know, there's time constraints and things Then if technology doesn't work right or something happens and one of us can't make the interview because of a family situation or something like that. So interviews are kind of hard to do sometimes unless you have like 10 ready to go in the pocket. And honestly, I don't have that much time to invest into the show. So uh, I try to do the best that I do. And I'm grateful for all of you who let me know you appreciate it. And I'm thankful for all of you that it actually helps. You know, I have had some people that tell me that they've actually taken advice that they kind of received from the show and applied it and it worked well. And so those things are uh, those things are the things that are the reasons why I do this. I do this to help others. I do this to give exposure to anybody who uh, might want or need a little bit of extra exposure to their business. And saying it all that, if you know anybody who has a proven track record in their entrepreneurship or their business or whatever it is that they do, they've been doing it for a while. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll do some, some startups and things like that, but I like to hear kind of from the experts in their field. So if you have any ideas, make sure you shoot them over to me over on the website, businesswithbordeaux.com, or you can just email them to me, uh, jason.bordeaux at trackstars.com, and I'll get it that way too. Or you can hit me up on social media at jasonbordeaux1, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. And there's a lot of ways you can reach out to me, so make sure you do that. And yeah, I think that's it for this week. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Hopefully y'all are staying safe during this COVID time. And until next time, always remember, the more you learn, the more you know, the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks and God bless.